Good morning and hello everyone. I am Paul Wicker. And I'm JD Brader. And today is July 6th, 2018, and these are your top five headlines in PPC from this week. Number one, we're talking about Instagram stories, making a change to stories to make them more engaging. So in Instagram, a few stories today, some people put polls in there where you can, you know, click yes or no, or uh, there's multiple choice answers. But now Instagram is going to add open-ended questions. Sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, I've, I've actually seen, I actually like saw one like in the last week um, since I've, I'm pretty sure I saw this like in the wild, whether it was a beta or not, but uh, I thought it was pretty cool. I, I actually really liked the question that I saw of, um, it was like a poll because one of our, uh, I saw it, but then one of, I think Anya, our content manager, screenshotted it and put it up in the in our one of our Slack channels as well. And so it was kind of cool to, to see these types of questions, but getting that engagement, right, where it's really a call and response action rather than just kind of passively looking at something. And you could like type in your answer instead of just pick. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because they say users in like Spain and Indonesia have access mm. um, confirmed and other test users may have it. Uh, also during the comments they made about this, uh, it, the I forget who at Instagram pointed out that they are now up to 1 billion monthly active users. So Instagram continuing to grow and their new video platform that they launched, IGTV, Instagram Television, uh, which now you can post uh, videos up to one hour in length, has now been live for about know, a week or two. I think we talked about it last week. Right. And so far, uh, well, I guess this year, people are watching 60% more video than they did last year. So Instagram really doing quite a bit there. Yeah. And I yeah. think we have another... The, the, TV watching, watch out. Right, <laughs> like yeah. that's That's what's hurting, I think, in overall, but then like a greater trend of TV advertising dollars, Instagram advertising dollars, and like they're really making that play and making that uh, that bid to say, hey, spend more here because this is where we've, we got your time, we got your attention, we, got, we have the audience. And a nice transition into another Instagram story. It turns out that most people don't want to watch well-produced, polished videos slash television. They want to see more of these kind of... Um, less labor-intensive, kind of quick, uh, informal videos, which we've kind of known from YouTube. I mean, YouTube has built their entire business off the lack of production quality in those videos. But uh, The Guardian actually did a study of their own performance on their kind of highly edited content pieces and, like, the simple explainer videos and some, like, quick static images with uh, statistics on them. And the explainers really did much better. Yeah, I mean, like... 45% average completion rate, which is great when you think about being able to put something up quickly, create it quickly, and also create it cheaply. And I think that's something that we all kind of think about with video. I know even in my own head, I think it has to be really well done. It has to be really well polished. I need this great camera and this great microphone and I need this great script. And it turns out if I just kind of get up and maybe do something quickly like a podcast or something, you know, who knows, um, it could work better. Um, overall for results, which I thought to be, I don't know, uh, it was really good information. Again, Guardian is a, is, a, is a content publisher. They really are news related. I don't know, how, will it apply for B2B? I don't know, but I still like the idea of trying it and testing it. Yeah, I think, like you said, podcasts are another great example. It, you know, it's basically unpolished radio, yeah. right? So, like, you don't need all the silly sound effects and the smooth transitions. You could just be two guys in a very small recording booth sweating because there's no fan because we turn it off because it creates background noise, <laughs> making a podcast about uh, headlines in marketing. Yeah. And then um, the another quick stat that, that they also learned was uh, video is driving more new followers than static post and so again 
really good to kind of think about that whenever we think about even creating our images for our static posts or like those those blog uh, features. Uh, video is actually working better there as well. So what I hear is we're going to have a bunch of really interesting, fun, uh, unpolished content coming to That's the right. AdSage blog soon. That's right. Awesome. Let's talk about GDPR. It's been a few weeks since we've said GDPR 8,000 times. Um, so, you know, a little bit of the fallout from GDPR. So part of the protection of privacy gave the kind of walled gardens of data like Google and Facebook the opportunity to reel back what is trackable. So now you have kind of the other side of GDPR, which is advertisers are struggling to get the information they need to make decisions. Uh, specifically, this article speaks to YouTube, where people who are running YouTube campaigns have to rely on Google to tell them about the performance of those videos, you know, completion rates and uh, just the general metrics you'd expect to get about your video performance. You know, here in the U.S., there's maybe seven or eight companies that can do tracking on YouTube video. So Google gives them permission to do tracking so you can kind of verify your results. If you can't verify your results, you have to rely on Google's data. And if you remember, Facebook... Uh, maybe a year or two ago, maybe two years ago, had like, I don't want to call it a scandal, but they were over-reporting the video performance for like months. And then they came out and said, oops, we've been double counting, you know, some video performance numbers, we have to change them. And a lot of people said, this is exactly why you need to verify the data you're providing, because you can't trust the company you buy ads from to tell you how well your ads are performing with 100%, you know, faith. You need to have, you know, what's that saying? Like trust, but uh, verify. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's kind of the situation today in the U.S. And now Europe, you know, if you're in Europe right now, there's only two companies that let you uh, even do this, which I forget the two. Do you know Come the two? Comscore and Nielsen. Which are probably not cheap to use because they've, you know, they're the, the heavyweights. So yeah, if you're in, in most countries in Europe, you only have two options to do verified third-party tracking of your YouTube performance. And in some areas of Europe, there's nobody. So there's no approved kind of vendor. So you have to rely on Google. I think there was one, I forget the name of them, that uh, you could use, but their data came from Google Data Hub. So all your performance data on YouTube came through this company, but came directly from Google Data Hub. It was not kind of third-party verification. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I think it's one of those things that we're kind of seeing as the fallout, right? I mean, we know that there's a lot of positive aspects of GDPR outside of all of us scrambling to figure it all out, but there are some really good things within these new rules and the interpretations of um, some of these, but there are some consequences as we're trying to figure it out. I mean, we're less than two months in and now we're all kind of understanding, well, what does that mean now? Well, two ad measurement, third-party ad measurement providers, you have to use one of those two. You have to have the money to pay for them. And then you have to be in the right countries. <laughs> it's like, right. it's, uh, that's definitely unintended and one that would have been hard to kind of predict. And I'm sure Google and Facebook will come back and say, look, uh, we don't want to share the data of our website, YouTube's performance or Facebook native, you know, like Facebook.com's performance. So yeah, you have to trust us. It's our product. You go measure the stuff, you know, that comes out of people viewing these YouTube videos. So after they view the video and they go to your website or follow up, and you should be able to, you know, do measurements on your own kind of stuff. But we all know from the early days, like every network when they launch and they don't have conversion tracking and they don't have great metrics, all the marketers are like, I don't want to buy your stuff until I know if it's working. And I don't, you know, trust the metrics you have unless I have some way of backing that up. So some unintended consequences from the change, um, but that's, that's GDPR. Um, although, 
In the next story, California has decided GDPR is not enough, and I think there's a bit more. Uh, you just brought this one up. Maybe you could summarize it. Yeah, so this one, um, within the last week, California passed um, what I think they're – I mean, what are we calling this? Uh, CACPA 2018, but it's a California Consumer Privacy Act, and it's really big for the U.S. because this is a state measure. But in so doing, it is it impacts everyone in the state of California. So, I mean, again, 50 million plus people, right? And it also impacts how we do things online. So even if you're not in the U.S., let's say your company is based in Denver and I'm doing business with you, this will impact you. So it's kind of just like GDPR is for the U.S., but I almost see it as a knee-jerk reaction. So there's been some... Um, aspects of it. Well, let me, let me break it down with it, what it kind of does. Um, it'll be required. You have to disclose the types of data that, um, your, your company collects. So this is very similar as well as allow consumers to opt out of having their data sold. I love that one. Um, so I just bought a house, right? They love selling my data to people. Um, and I get tons of direct mail now. Um, all you mattress companies out there. Thank you. I get, uh, so many, uh, what are these, um, the guys that come in, like, get your, uh, like, the bugs, and then they spray, like, the orkins. You uh, know, exterminators. Exterminators. Yeah. They, they buy it as well. Basement waterproofing, um, landscapers. Mortgage insurance company scam people. Like, and I get it, and it's it's really frustrating um, to get that information because I didn't give you permission to sell my data. AT&T, we all know that they do this as well. Verizon, they're all guilty of this um, information that they're selling. Um, but now they have to give you the option. To say, I don't want my data sold, which is, I love that one. The other part I love about this one too, is if you uh, can sign up for uh, a company, like a subscription, right? you have to provide um, online cancellation as well. No more making me call. That's right. No more making me call. You can click the cancel button <laughs> and then it says, please call our yes. 1-800 number and the hours are like, you know. 10 to 3, Monday through Friday. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Eastern when, time. Yeah. Is, you know, it's like, I can't make that work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's so if you can buy online, you have to be able to cancel online, which is great. And just in case you're wondering, yes, on AdStage, you can buy online and cancel online. There is yes. a cancel link. We do not, uh, we do not hide it behind a phone number. Uh, but yeah, that's a great change. You know, I actually just read this article not too long ago when you shared it. And what's interesting is just really quick on the politics of it is this was going to become a ballot item. So they're going to put it in the November election as a ballot that, you know, residents of California could vote on. And pretty much everyone thought, oh, this is going to pass. And it was more aggressive than this. So that what lawmakers did is they said, "Okay, can we get a version passed before the ballot measure goes out so we can control what gets in there and also we can change it because ballot measures, once they get approved, are very hard to change. Mm-hmm. You know, laws approved by the legislation and signed by the governor are a little bit easier to change. So then there's people on both sides saying, hey, this was actually a way to soften privacy. Yet the kind of big companies in California like Amazon and, and others were kind of fighting against it. So it was kind of hard to know whether this was a good thing, a bad thing. Was it good enough? But in the end, uh, there are more data privacy laws that you now have to handle if uh, you want to do business in California. Yeah. So I, would, I wouldn't I would be too surprised if we start seeing other states uh, look into this as well and adopt some kind of measure or look at what we passed because it really is consumer protection, I think, is a backlash of Cambridge Analytica and how we saw our data being misused um, and taken advantage of on like Facebook, for an example. So pretty interesting to see. 
if we had time, and we never will, uh, to go back to old podcasts and cut all the times I said, if Congress knew what was happening today <laughs> in advertising and the ability to track and retarget, they would be blown away. Because I watched that Edward Snowden documentary, mm. and people were like, they're tracking phone calls, and they're listening to phone calls, and people were going nuts. And you know, I remember saying over and over again, like, Regardless of how you feel about that, that is nothing compared to how much data is being tracked and shared on from all these advertising companies. Um, so I think, you know, if we if we get like a hundred million dollars in revenue, I get to do whatever I want around here. I'm going to just spend some time going through our old podcast and pulling out these things and making a nice little clip so I can feel good about myself. Uh, all right, two last quick ones. This one is pretty funny. This one's pretty good. Um, so uh, it also goes to show you that. Uh, not even big brands are immune from Facebook uh, pulling down their ads. So Facebook, um, over the last like week or two, um, was blocking ads for political reasons um, based off of <laughs> names. So like Bush's Beans, because it had Bush in it, right? Um, or Singer's name to Clinton, right? Uh, so it's obvious that they took... <laughs> names of ex-presidents and mark them as like you know flagged words um but they were getting blocked so a lot of their ads didn't run and so i thought it was really funny that walmart was trying to run a uh, an ad for bush's beans being on sale for a low price and that ended up getting blocked you know uh just <laughs> yeah, are really we going to say the funny one soon? I mean, uh, this I'll is leave that one to you. <laughs> this is like what you'd expect, right? Facebook put a new kind of rule into their algo to block content, and you know, if you have all these sensitive topics, people who've been doing like um, things adjacent to things like alcohol, firearms, tobacco, things that are forbidden, are very used to getting ads blocked that aren't selling those three things, but they might have a word in there similar. So this happens. And these are just some funny examples about Bush Beans and the singers. The best example, though, uh, I'll just read what it says. Waxing the City, which owns hair wax salons in the U.S., had, a, had an ad with the headline, We promise your Bush won't bewilder us, and offered clients 50% off their visit. And that ad <laughs> was blocked. Uh, in our last story, this is a, this is a lightweight <laughs> one. We just move quickly. Yeah, from, right through it. Uh, Pinterest. Google, they almost look the same. Well, I should say Google Images. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it looks like uh, Google Images was doing a, a, some some testing, right, around like a new layout for image search where, I mean, they basically copied Pinterest. I mean, <laughs> it is almost identical whenever you go in and take a look about it. Um, so just like Facebook likes to copy Snapchat, it looks like Google uh, likes to borrow from Pinterest. And, okay. I mean, it, I mean it's, it's really fascinating. I mean down to the image layout, to the grid layout, to the more vertical-sized images, to how they're surfacing keywords. I mean, it is it is a blatant ripoff. It's, of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even the headline and subheader like look like similar font. Yeah. But, you know, Google said no comment. We test things all the time. This is just a test. And to be fair, it's just Google Images, so it's not like they're putting it into product search quite yet. Um, also, though, there was another article we didn't talk about. I'll just mention this because it's related. Because I saw that, uh, you know, with all the Facebook newsfeed changes about reducing the flow of traffic from, like, publisher sites, mm. um, people were getting less traffic from Facebook, more traffic from Google. But in some of the slides that were being shared about where traffic was coming from, Pinterest was number two for a lot of the people in this kind of test. Uh, and I was blown away. Like, Pinterest was crushing, like, Twitter. Um, so 
total anecdotal uh, comment, but I remember seeing in some of the latest research on like where publishers can get traffic from this day and age. Now that Facebook's really taken an aggressive stance to minimize all the spammy crap publishers, you know, spent all their time doing up until now. Uh, Pinterest is becoming a really strong source of traffic if you're a brand site and, you know, content is a big part of your strategy. So keep that in mind. That's I, it. I think that's all. Yeah, we did it. We did it, and we included the uh, the funny uh, comment about the Facebook ad filter <laughs> that we were we were questioning. Hopefully, you enjoyed all those headlines. If you want more, you can head over to blog.adstage.io, sign up for a newsletter, and head over to SoundCloud and other various places where you get your podcasts to find the PPC show. Enjoy your week. See you guys.